Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are welcome again to this end time message. Today is our Bible study and we are going to look at a very important subject called how to walk in the prophetic. How to walk in the prophetic. Because a lot of children of God are being deceived these days. They follow all kinds of messages, do all kinds of things under deception because they don't know even when God is speaking to them. So we talk about how to walk in the prophetic. In other words, how do I know when God is talking to me? How do I know that this person is using the Spirit of God? How do I know that this pastor is using the Spirit of God and that his anointing is of God? How do I know? How to walk in the prophetic? Very, very vital. The Spirit of God laid this burden on my heart. As I share with you, actually, there's a book by the grace of God. God has, God has helped me to write how to walk in the prophetic. That is the prophet and the prophetic ministry. So I'm just taking a chapter out of it, which is how to walk in the prophetic. And I believe it's going to bless you. Let's quickly pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We bless, we worship you are your children. We want to hear your word again today. We hear that you will speak to us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Open our eyes to the revelation knowledge of your word in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That they may call both the hearers and the doers of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Without wasting much time, we are looking at how to walk in the prophetic. So before I go to that, what is prophecy? And what is the prophetic ministry? What is the prophetic ministry? What is it all about? What is it all about? And of course, who is a prophet? So quickly, I will read some scripture, then we go into divinations. Before we enter and to know how can we walk in the prophetic. Quickly, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 14 rather, 1 Corinthians 14. Open your Bible with me. Like I told you, I love reading the scriptures too much. 1 Corinthians 14. 1 to 4. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gift, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how bad in the spirit he speaketh mystery. But he that prophesieth, this is where we are going, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Verse 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Edifieth the church. Before I explain anything further, permit me to read just one scripture more, which is 4 John chapter 4. 4 John chapter 4. We'll be reading verse 1 alone. Already verse 1 and 2. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Have you seen that? Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God. This is where how judging prophecy is very, very correct from the Bible. We have to prove them, we have to judge them to know that is this man of God? Is he called of God? 
what is asking me today is it scriptural we must know this thing because the church is seriously under strong delusion and deception a lot of children of god have been deceived beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirit whether they are of god that we want to do now this we want to reveal how to judge prophecies how how do i know that what this man is telling me is right or is wrong how will i know Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Why? Many false prophets are gone out into the world. Verse 2, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ coming in the flesh is of God. Is of God. Let me hang it there and throw more light a little bit. Now, what is prophecy? Prophecy is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have nine gifts of the Spirit, but I'm not going to be all of them now. I'm focused only on the gift of prophecy, which is one of the gifts among the power gift, the gift that say something. Gift of prophecy. Is there for Known as what? It's an inspired supernatural utterance in a new tongue. It's an inspired supernatural utterance in a new tongue. That is God speaking through you under the supernatural utterance of the Holy Ghost. Causing you to speak things that you do not know anything about before. In a language that men and women can actually understand. That's what prophecy is all about. The Bible says, now faith is. You spring forth. You bubble forth what God wants to tell the church or wants to tell an individual. And you must know from what we have read that the purpose of prophecy is exhortation that is to urge. When talking about exhortation, we're talking about to urge to do something that is right. It's an urge to do something that is right. It also has to do with build because it's there where we have read exhortation to build and also to comfort. You must never forget. That's true. The purpose of prophecy. I've given that prophecy is an inspired word, utterance. It's an inspired supernatural utterance. It's beyond the ordinary. It's an inspired supernatural utterance in a no tongue. Jock like Elisha declared in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. When there was terrible famine in the land of Samaria in 2 Kings chapter 6. By the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, he declared in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1, Say to see the law in my own language. He said, By this time tomorrow, food will be available. It will be over with famine in the land. That is a prophecy. He prophesied. To see the law, what is being sold by 100 naira will be sold by 1 naira tomorrow. What is being sold by 10,000 naira will be sold by 1,000 naira tomorrow. Read it very well. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. That is prophecy. 
And when you are prophesying, you must make sure that the purpose of your prophecy agree with the word of God. Because I'm going to be judging prophets today to see how do I know that this is of God or is outside the will of God. In that first Corinthians 14, it said in verse 2, For he that speaketh in an tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth, but how bad is speaketh mystery that those that speak in tongue? But let go to the prophets in verse 3. But he that prophesied, look at that, speaketh unto men, number one, to edification. Your prophecy must edify the church, must edify individual. So as what is prophesying to you, these are the three qualities of prophecy for you to know whether it is of God or not. Number one, he said, He that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification. Two, exhortation. And three, comfort. So your prophecy must meet these three targets. A prophecy that comes directly from God must meet these three conditions. Number one, edification. That is to build, to make strong. Your prophecy must build the church, must build the individual to make strong. Or intense. That is the meaning of edification. To build, to make strong. Then second, talk about exhortation. Exhortation, like I've said before, is an urge to do something that is right. I want to exhort you, brother. Not I want to urge you. Like Paul said at that time, I want to urge you. That means I want to exhort you. I want to urge you to do something. God also can urge you. He can urge you to do something. That is what exhortation is all about. To urge you. To do what is right. And they also talk about comfort. To comfort you. That is to alleviate you pains. Comfort me. Word of encouragement. That we alleviate you of pain, of distress, and of grief. You understand? Word of encouragement. That is comfort. So you must know the purpose of prophecy. Based on the scripture. So when somebody comes to you, is prophesying to you. If that prophecy does not agree with these three conditions, number one, know that this one is not of God. Your prophecy or any prophecy from anybody to you must edify you, must exhort you, and must comfort you. These are the prophecy from God. But that does not mean that one cannot tell you the consequences of your action if you are going outside the will of God. But at least these three must reflect in that particular word of prophecy. Now, coming back to prophetic ministry, we are talking about prophetic ministry, prophetic ministry, but a lot of people do not even know what prophetic ministry is all about. Before you talk about prophetic ministry, you talk about a prophet. A prophet is an individual that is called and anointed by God to stand in the office of a prophet. We have fivefold ministry, and one of them is a prophetic ministry. The office of the prophet. And the fact that you prophesy does not make you to be a prophet. You must know that. The fact that you prophesy does not make you to be a prophet. The Bible says that we should covet honestly the gift of prophecy. We should covet it. It's good to prophesy. Before you can say somebody is a prophet of God, number one, you must be called by God into that office and you will be anointed for that purpose. And two, you must also have the gift of prophecy. Working continually, continuously in your ministry. That ability 
to hear from God, to know the mind of God, to speak it forth in the now to individual or to the church or to the body of Christ. And like I've said before, that word of prophecy must fulfill those three conditions. It must build, it must exalt, and it must bring comfort. And three, you must have at least minimum of the two gifts of revelation working in your life. The gift of revelation has to do with word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and designing of spirit. You must have at least two of that also working on a regular basis in your life. Just like Elijah, he had this gift working to me. He had the three gifts of revelations. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and designing of spirit. He has three of them working on a regular basis. If you study the ministry of Elijah, you see that there. Is a prophet by God. He's anointed to that office. He had the gift of prophecy. Also had the gift of revelation working on a continual basis in his life. So the fact that you prophesy does not make you a prophet. A prophet knows that he is a prophet. God is called by God. He's anointed by God. And God placed him in that office. Yeah. Number two, he had the gift of prophecy working on a regular basis in his life. And number three, he has at least a minimum of two out of the three gifts of revelation working in his life on a regular basis. That is a man that is known to be a prophet. They are known as seer in the Old Testament. Now, what is now the prophetic ministry? The prophetic ministry is a divine supernatural process. A divine supernatural process whereby a prophet receives a word from God to the body of Christ or to an individual. I come again. The prophetic ministry is a divine supernatural process whereby a prophet of God receives message from God to individual or to the body of Christ and delivers us message according to the will of God. Because it's one thing for you to hear from God, it's another thing for you to deliver that message accurately according to the will of God. And that is where when you are giving your word of prophecy, it must agree fully with 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. He that speaketh in the no tongue edify himself, but he that prophesy edify the church. It must edify the church. It must. Don't forget. Because verse 3 says, but he that prophesy, don't forget, he that prophesy speaketh what unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. So the purpose of your gift of prophecy is to build the body of Christ, is to build the church, is to exhort the church, and is to comfort her. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. So now, we have looked at who is a prophet, we have looked at what is prophecy, and we have looked at what, what is prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry. You minister to people. You minister. So the process of receiving from God and passing it across to the church accurately in God's perfect will. That's what is called prophetic ministry. So it's not everybody that works in a prophetic ministry. It's not everybody. You must be a prophet of God to work in the prophetic ministry. Like I've said before, the fact that you prophesy does not make you to work in the prophetic ministry or be in the prophetic ministry. No! You must be a prophet, called and anointed by God in the office of a prophet. So you don't become a prophet because you just prophesy. No. 
So many people have made that mistake. The fact that you are prophesying doesn't mean that you are a prophet. After all, in the Bible, I think there's an example in the Bible. The children of um, Stephen, yes, Stephen the Evangelist, in the book of Acts of Apostles, if I can, if I, if I can locate it, we were told that the, 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 the man has four daughters which prophesy. They prophesy on a regular basis. Even they prophesy to Apostle Paul while he was on, on, on his way to Jerusalem. Okay, yes, first, okay, Acts 21. Acts 21. Acts 21 is there. Verse 8. And the next day we were of poor company departed and came unto Caesarea and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. See now. Which did prophesy. So, the father you prophesy does not make you a prophet. Praise the name of the Lord. It is good to prophesy on a regular basis. As a child of God, it's good you hear from God and you speak the mind of God. But the office of a prophet, like I've told you before, you must have the gift of prophecy on a regular basis. You must be called by God and anointed to that office and you must have at least minimum, if not the whole tree, of the gift of revelation working continually in your life. And don't forget, the prophetic ministry is a supernatural divine process of receiving messages from God to the body of Christ. You must make sure that it is well administered according to the leading of the Spirit. Now, quickly, how do I now work in the prophetic ministry? How do I work in the prophetic ministry? Or how do I know that what this prophet is saying is true from God? Judging, we call it how to judge prophecies. How to judge prophecies. How do I know that what this sister is saying to me is from God? How do I know that what this pastor is saying is directly from God? It's very, very vital because a lot of people have been deceived. Every one of us must know this. Whether you are a newborn baby, whether you are a year old, five years, ten years, you must know when God is talking. That we want to look at now. How do I know that this man that is talking to me is talking by the Spirit of God? How do I know that this message this man is passing across to me is directly from God? So that we will not be deceived. It's very, very vital. This has to do with each and every one of us. How to judge prophecies. How to know that what this man is saying is from God and is right? Or this man of God, how do I know that the spirit that is using to operate is the spirit of God? Or is it the spirit of the devil? So that we will not be deceived. This is end time. We must prepare ourselves for the kingdom. And if anybody allow him or herself to be deceived, that person will miss out. I pray for you. You will not be deceived in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because that what first John chapter 4 said that we must prove it. We must know the spirit that's in operation. Number one, by their fruit. By their fruit. You will know the Bible says we shall know them by their fruit. Don't ever forget that it's the word of the law. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. How do I know that this man is a genuine child of God? This man is a genuine man of God. And that his messages are directed from God. How do I know? How do I know a genuine prophet, a genuine pastor, a genuine preacher, a genuine ministry? So that I will not be deceived. The Bible says, by their food you shall know them. Matthew 7, 15 to 20. 
Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenly wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grape of thorns, of figs, of tissue? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. 20. Wherefore, by their fruit ye shall know them. By their fruit you shall know them. The fruit of the Spirit is very, very powerful. So one of the ways you know whether a man is real, whether a prophet is real, whether a pastor is real, whether a minister is real, whether it's genuine, is through their fruit. Which kind of fruit are they bearing? Before I make further comment, I want to read a lot of scripture. Second Peter again, chapter 2. Second Peter, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Second Peter, I want to believe that you are there already. 1, 2, 3. But there were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be a false teacher among you, who privilege shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the law that touched them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even spoken of. Shall be even spoken of. Now, it is very, very vital that we know the fruit of the Spirit. Because if you are to judge a prophecy or a prophet or a ministry by their fruit to know that is it of God or is it of the devil that I will not be deceived, you must know what the fruit of the Spirit are. Very, very important. Because it's the fruit you know that you can judge. If you don't know the fruit of the Spirit, obviously you can't know them. Even when you have been deceived, you would not know. And Galatians chapter 5 had made it clear to us. 5.22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against source, there is no law. No law can bind the fruit of that. They are powerful. No Satan can challenge them or overcome them. It says against source, there is no law. No law of the devil, no powers of hell can hold the fruit of the spirit bound. When they are operating in your life, you are on top of spirituality. That's why I encourage people to build, to develop the fruit of the spirit more than the gift. Because the gift is temporary, but the, the fruit is everlasting. When you have the fruit, it's what you need to enter heaven. You don't need the gift of the spirit to go to heaven. The gift of the spirit is just on earth here. Is to build the church, is to comfort the church, is to exalt the church. But the fruit of the Spirit is what you truly need to go to heaven. So if you do not understand the fruit of the Spirit as the very nature and the very character of God that we all need, such believer may miss out. And the fruit of the Spirit, you must know them that they are one of the major ways to know whether a prophet is real or not, whether a ministry is real or not. For instance, now, a ministry 
is telling you, before your problem can be solved, you must go to Babish and go and bathe naked. You must know that this is not of God. Or they are telling you, you must bring fetish items before you can receive solution to your problem. These are not of God. These are not of God. These are not of God. You must know it very well that this is not of God. It encourages fetish activities. The work of the flesh encourages what? Fetish activities. It is not of God. It is not of God. They will send people naked before the opposite sex. All in them are baiting them. These are how you know that this one is of the devil. It's not of God. It's not of God. When they demand for ungodly sexual relationship from you, it's not of God. It can make you to kill a person. It's not of God. Any fruit they are telling you bring about gossip or division in the body of Christ is not of God. When it involves preparation, utilization of incantation, concussion, this is not of God. When you spend more money, buy all kinds of animal, sacrifices, items, it is not of God. When you are asked to be doing strange things, such as observation of time, sun, moon, star, to carry out even desire, sleeping and eating at burial ground, this is of the devil, it's not of God. And it's happening in our world today, and people are trooping there. Sexual relation with the same sex, or madman or mad woman, carrying of sacrifices to strange places at all hours. These are not of God. These are not of God. So the devil is of the devil. You must know by the Spirit of God, by the, by the fruit of the Spirit, there are many things you will know. Very, very vital. Very, very vital. Acts chapter 8. Let me show ourselves something there. Acts chapter 8, 18 to 20. We want to see how the apostle was able to know through the fruit of the Spirit. When people are demanding money from you to do one thing or the other that's not of God, you know through the fruit of the Spirit whether they have God or not. Acts chapter 8, 18 to 20. Let's see a witch doctor there that was rebuked by the apostle. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostle's hand, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that whosoever I lay hand, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast taught that the gift of God may be purchased with money. It still happened in our world today. People be demanding for money before they pray for you. It is not of God. Please know the fruit of the Spirit. Anyone do not see the fruit of the Spirit in operation in the life of a man, it doesn't matter the fire he come down from heaven, run for your dear life. There's a lot of them, even on social media today, we see Sunday we carry stick, started beating people with stick on their leg, jumping on people's leg, all in the name of trying to heal them. All these are not of God. They are not of God. There are some ministers online now, they will carry people, they will roll them, roll them, and throw them on top of Shia. All the name of that, they want them to be. This is not of God. These are not the fruit of the Spirit in operation. It's of the devil. So, you have seen the fruit of the Spirit, what it's all about. So, we cannot find it in any prophet, in any prophecy, in any minister. Know that certainly it is not of God. You are asked to enter inside forest, to go and have all night, in the middle of the all night, with strange beings that you cannot know. You are hearing their voices. They say, the angel, run for your dear life. Run for your dear life or run into burial ground. 
enter ocean to go and do one thing or the other. My day is not of God. That's it. By their fruit, you shall know them. And there is no good tree that will bring forth corrupt fruit. And at the same time, every good tree will bring forth good fruit. God will help us in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Another way you will know is through the scanning of spirit. The signing of what? Of spirit is very unique. The signing of spirit is one of the gifts of revelations. We have three gifts of revelation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and of course, the signing of spirit. The signing of spirit in himself is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit that opens your eye to see into the realm of the spirit, to know the spirit that is behind a sin. To know the spirit that is behind a sin. To know the spirit that is behind a ministry or behind a so-called man of God or servant of God. Because we are living in a world of deception that people today are using the power of the devil even to operate in the church and people are running there. Because <laughs> the Bible also declares that even the angel of darkness have transformed themselves into angel of light. But through the discerning of the Spirit of God, you will know whether this person, whether this ministry is using the Spirit of God or the Spirit of the devil. Please, I beg you, don't be carried away by miracle, miracle here and there. Know very well, know very well through the discerning of Spirit, the power that behind a ministry. You must find out from God. First Corinthians chapter 12. Let me look at that. Talking about the gift of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 and 10. Because of time, because this message will come in two parts, if not in three parts. I will take my time to really explain it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with that. You have seen that. The gift of the Spirit for you to profit is to bring profit, not bondage, not problem. Verse 10, when we are going. To another working of miracle, to another prophet, to another designing of spirit. That's what we are looking at. To another designing of spirit, to another diver kind of tongues. But we are looking at designing of spirit. What designing of spirit, like I've said, is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit that opens your eye in a supernatural way to see and to know the spirit that is behind a person or behind a ministry. Don't ever forget that. God can open your eye with your eyes open, what is called open vision. He can still open your eye with your eyes closed. Depend on how God wants to reveal things to you. But the designer of spirit is a spirit that every born child of God that wants to survive this end time natural challenges must pray for. Ability to see into the realm of the spirit, to know exactly the spirit that is behind the scene. Because we are living in a world where corruption, pollution has entered the church. So that even one is performing miracle now, one does not want to know whether it's the spirit of God they are using or whether it's the spirit of the devil. So it is very important we know. Let's look at one powerful example in Acts 16, Acts of Apostles 16, 16 to 18. Acts of Apostles 16 to 18. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, he started to say, possessed with spirit of divination. Don't forget. Possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought our masters 
much gain by so saying. The same follow Paul and us, and Christ saying, These men are the servant of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when the master saw that the hope of the again, look at that, was gone, they called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Now, take for instance now, this lady now, if it is in our world, put on your imagination how our ministry will grow very big because she's able to descend into the realm of the spirit and they have been using her to be making money from people, giving people prophecies about their life about their ministry, about their home. But yes, she was using the spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of divination. Only God knows how many people they have deceived without knowing. So it is not about miracles. It is not about signs and wonders. All these things are good. But the spirit behind it, is this right? Is it of God? Is it of the devil? So it is not enough for you to join a ministry because there is a mighty miracle there. My dear, find out. What is the spirit? Is it the spirit of God? This is where the signing of spirit is very, very important in our life. As children of God, this entire we must pray. God must open our eyes. A lot of people have been deceived. You see people using evil spirit even to run ministry of God today. And people are trooping there. My dear, it's road path to hell. May you not end up in hell. May you not be deceived in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when this lady came, he saw the apostles, the Bible says, he gave accurate prophecy. These are men of God, and that is the truth, who have come to do what? To show the way of salvation. Everything she said about Paul, about Silas, were 100% correct. The Bible says she had been doing it for so many days, but Paul and Silas did not listen. Only God knows how many prophecies they must have given to Paul, must have given to Silas about their life. The Bible says they didn't say anything. But at one point in time, the Holy Spirit moved on Peter, and he moved on Paul, get rid of that evil spirit in that lady. And let us stop the same people again. And the Bible says Paul was grieved in his spirit. And he commanded the evil spirit in that lady that are bringing her master much gain. It's a ministry today. It's in this Nigeria. There are many ministries in many ministries in this nation, Nigeria, not even in our Nigeria, in our Nigeria of today, as I'm talking to you, that are operating under the deception of the spirit of Python. Spirit of divination, mammy spirit. I was watching a lady the other time online. The, I mean, the, the, the church is more like a mini stadium. It will ask you to open your arms, look at your arm, begin to prophesy. That's not of God, it's of the devil. Palm reader, the Bible is a gay palm reader. The Bible is a gay, it's a gay star gazers, moon worshippers. It's idolatry, it's not of God. You will not be deceived in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible said they drop on Asala, they beat them, they land them in prison because of the same sin. Why? Because they have spoken the truth. Can you imagine? No more that the Bible said they that will live a godly will suffer persecution this end time. But with the persecution, the Bible said, Blessed are ye, when no man revive, they attack you for kingdom's sake. Say, Great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecute the prophet, even the fathers that are before us. God will help us in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many examples of it. Design of spirit. It's ability to know the spirit that is not that you, you will escape danger. We saw a man, a pathetic story in the book of King, 
King 13. A man that came from Bethel to Judah, a mighty man of God, that God asked to go and prophesy against Jeroboam and his wickedness. He did the word of God accurately. The power of God moved through him. But the Bible said that there was an old prophet in that same city that ran towards him to deceive him. First King 13. Take time to read the whole account to really help you. I will just read one verse because of our time. Verse 18. Let me go to verse 18. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thy house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. Let me read for that a little bit. Verse 20. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying to slay the Lord for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but came back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place of the which the Lord did say to thee, Eat not bread and drink no water. Thy carcasses shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. What happened? She was eaten up by a lion at the end of it because she could not discern that that prophet was a lying prophet. My dear, find out things from God by yourself. These are not the day you run with people, prophets, and prophecies. Run with accuracy, vision, revelation. Know the mind of God. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, everyone shall be established. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, chapter 13, rather, verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Don't follow people, prophets or prophecies because they are men of God. Follow it because you are convinced. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. You are to be led by the Spirit of God. Not by so-called prophecies. A lot of life have been destroyed because of fake prophecies. Daughter of Zion, son of Zion, wake up from your slumber. It is good to believe in man of God. But the man you believe, is it called by God? Is it, is it genuine? How do I know? It's what we are looking at throughout this week by the grace of God. We are going to be looking at seven vital points. How do I know? Whether this is of God or it's of the devil. Today now we have just looked at two. Number one said, by their food you shall know them. And by the discerning of spirit. Why? The angel of darkness have transformed themselves to become angels of light. They have camouflaged the fruit of the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit is not even enough. It's not enough. Because while they are errand in which angels of darkness has put on the fruit of the spirit, they preach holy messages, but yet with wrong spirit. How do I know? Through designing of spirit. Through designing of spirit. The fruit of the spirit is not enough to know fake or genuine prophet. Why? The fake prophet has put on evil and they have camouflaged the fruit of the spirit. So I said, God, open your eyes. You can hardly know. We have men in this city today that are preaching message of holiness. But yet, the spirit that is behind them is not of God. The spirit of God bear them be witness. It's not of God. It's not of God. Let's look at this. First Corinthians 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12. The Bible says, the agents of darkness have transformed themselves and become agents of light. Okay, 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 
chapter 11. I would like to read that as we round up for today. 2 Corinthians 11. For souls, from verse 11, for souls are false apostles, deceitful worker, transforming themselves into the apostle of Christ. Can you see that? Can you see that? 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. For souls are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostle of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Into an angel of life, transformed himself into an angel of life. 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his minister also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their wars. Then our God will destroy them at the end of the day. But before God destroys them, don't allow them to destroy you. Open your eyes, pray. Ask for the manifestation of the descending of the Spirit in your life. It's a gift. You can pray for it. That God will open your eyes. I want to know the Spirit. Look at what happened in Acts 16, 16 to 18. It's happening everywhere today. Using the spirit of, of divination to be prophesying. They will tell you the truth about your life. You will think that, ah, this is of God. It doesn't follow. No. Go. Pray. See the first Lord, I want to know. Yes, this man, I've said everything I've said about him. is nothing but the truth. But is it your spirit? Or is of the devil. If Satan can transform himself to angel of light, look at that angel of light. He said, Marvel not that even his minister have also transformed themselves to angel of righteousness. So, except God open your eyes, you may not know that these are deceitful personality. Just like the way that old prophet deceived the young prophet in 1 Kings 13, it's very, very pathetic because he lacked. The gift of discerning the spirit. God has told him what to do. He has done everything perfectly. He was on his way back. Because of the miracle, one of the sons of the first prophet saw the genuine prophet. He ran to me. He said, Father, there's a man that came to bed there today. He performed mighty miracle. He said, where is it? He says he's on his way going back. He ran. He overtook him. He said, oh man of God, the Lord has told me that she come to my house to come and eat and drink. He doesn't bother to pray and ask God. Please follow what God, God has told you is very, very important to your life. Don't run by people's messages without hearing from God. I'm pleading with you. A lot of life has been ruined. Businesses have been collapsed. You see people will come out in churches eh, to say the law. You empty your bank account. I'm not saying you should not give to God. It's good. It's all right. But are you giving a seed that has reward? Are you giving because people of God say you should give? Are you giving because a man of God say you should give? Find out from God. Giving is good. But don't lose your life. Don't lose your business. Don't lose your resources. Under the pretense of false, false prophets and false prophecies. Do things accurately. Let God lead. Let God minister to you. First King 13, the, the first day I read that scripture, I reread it again. The terrible disaster. That young prophet lost his ministry, lost everything because he yielded to false Prophet and false prophecies. Hear from God. The Bible says, Believe in the Lord thy God that shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you prosper. Yes. That is when what they are saying is agree with what God has told you. Running ministry here and there, people just jump as God asks you to go. Is God speaking to you? You need discerning of spirit. 
the fruit of the Spirit is not alone. We are going to be looking at seven ways by which we judge this prophecy. So these are just two today. The fruit of the Spirit and the signing of Spirit. By the grace of God, in the next episode, 31, we will be looking at the remaining point. If I cannot finish it, I will continue again. Like I said, it, I will take my time. I pray for you, child of God, you will not be deceived this end time in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The descending of spirit that will open your eye to know the spirit that behind a personality, behind a ministry, behind a prophecy. Receive it now in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it now in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will not be deceived. You will not lose your ministry. You will not lose your resources under the pretense of false prophet and false prophecies. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen, amen, amen. I want to give my life to Christ. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I believe you died for my sin. You rose for my justification. Please, dear Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Come into my heart, be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Father, I pray for your children, as many of them have confessed as Lord and say, Father, save their soul from hell in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write their name in the book of life in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant them grace and mercy to serve you unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Matthew 7, 21. Don't forget our watchword for this month. Not all that say not to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom, but those that are doing the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Receive grace to do the will of God at all time. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen.